Bilingual in America. Tunei el loga fi America. Bilinguismo negli Stati Uniti. Bilingue in America. Ser bilingue en America. I'm Suzanne Aside from the unique set of circumstances in which Gen Z is approaching adulthood, what do we know about this generation? We know it's different from previous generations in some important ways, but similar in many ways to the millennial generation that came before it. Members of Gen Z are more racially and ethnically diverse than any previous generation, and they are on track to be the most well-educated generation yet. They are also digital natives who have little or no memory of the world as it existed before smartphones. Still, when it comes to their views on key social and policy issues, they look very much like millennials. Pew Research Center surveys conducted in the fall of 2018 among Americans ages 13 and older found that similar to millennials, Gen Zers are progressive and pro-government and want to see the country's growing racial and ethnic diversity as a good thing. And they're less likely than older generations to see the United States as superior to other nations. Today we will talk to various youngsters representing Gen Z as they talk about bilingualism and what they view as important and how they view their role in the world. Abraham Biggs, an elementary school age student, is growing his bilingual superpowers in a dual language program. He tells his perspective as he talks with program producer Suzanne Lasser. Let's listen in. So Abraham, I want to thank you for talking with us today and sharing a little bit about your experience as you become bilingual. Why is being bilingual important to you? Because it helps me learn different languages. Do you think that being bilingual is important as a human being? Like, does it help make the world a better place? Yes or yes. no? Yes. Yes? How come? Because people can keep learning Spanish and English and then they can talk to each other. Mm, so it allows you to connect with other people that you might not be able to normally speak with. Mm -hmm. What are some of the different things that you do to I help was, you learn I listen to Spanish music with you. Okay. Uh, my teacher speaks Spanish and she helps me. Mm, okay. And so what might you say to someone like a kindergartner? who's not sure if they should be part of the dual language program, what would your advice be to them? You should, uh, you should, do, the, you should do it because it's, the, it's for the best. What do you mean it's for the best? Like, like you can learn a new language. That's what I mean, is it's the best. Mm -hmm. And do you think learning a new language is, is good for your brain? Yeah. How come? Because it's just good. It's just it just feels good to to speak like almost three languages. What what three languages is that? Um, like Chinese, Spanish, 
English, mm-hmm. or it can be, or it can be Hebrew. Yeah. Mm, so you think it's a good idea for people to learn to speak more than one language, whether it's Spanish, Hebrew, Japanese, Arabic, any of those languages? Yeah. Right? Okay. And is there anything else you'd like to share about your journey, your experiences in learning Spanish? I like learning Spanish a lot. It's kind of tough. And when it's tough, how do you keep going forward? How do you persevere? Um, I just try to do it. Abraham, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. We want to wish you lots of success this year as you continue learning in your Spanish-English dual language program at school. And I think you said it best when you said, I don't know, I just do it. Go ahead and just do it. Emil Rodriguez, a high school student who's also a bilingual heritage speaker, shares his views with me, Yarina Sencion. Thank you for joining me today, Emil. Um, I wanted to ask you, why is being bilingual important to you? Um, I really think that being bilingual is important because you can stay connected to your roots, you can stay connected to who you are, you can get to know yourself more in a different sense than I guess you normally would. Uh, you can learn about your ancestors, you can learn about where you're from, you can learn about your culture, you can learn about well, just where you are, just who you are. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of young people um, miss that opportunity. They get caught up in what's going on around them. But I agree with you. I think it's important to know where your ancestors came from, what was their story, what was their struggle, what was their their loves, what were their victories, right? Because you can draw strength from that. So, you know, our hashtag is um, speak your beauty. So how do you speak your beauty? I'd say that I speak my beauty by just respecting people because I know that they're all from across the they're all from across the globe. I respect them. I respect their culture. I respect who they are. And I just learn about my own culture and where I am from. And that's what makes the world go round, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much, Emil Rodriguez, for spending this time with me today. And please do continue to speak your beauty. Miss Ella Einstein, a college student who was educated in dual language bilingual programs since kindergarten, shares her insights with me as well. So Ella, thank you so much for agreeing to share this time with me. I know what a busy young lady you are now that you've started college and you've always given up your time and volunteered and I appreciate who you are and how you contribute to the world. We're talking to um, young people today and we want to get a perspective on how they've chosen to live a bilingual life. And so why did you choose to be bilingual? in a language that is not directly connected to your family heritage? Well, actually my mom and dad were the ones that advocated for me and signed me up for the dual language program at the White Plains School District in elementary school. But I would say that it was my choice to continue to learn the language during 
middle school and high school and now in college. Spanish is a language that while not like directly connected to my heritage, my mom speaks it. She went to Costa Rica for six months when she was 20 and for two months when she was 26. And she was learning it in school starting in seventh grade. So I could speak to her in Spanish and practice through there. But more than that, I kept choosing to speak it because I enjoyed learning a new language and having an unexpected skill. That's kind of fun, being able to understand more people and connect with others, I feel is really important, especially living in America where so many people speak Spanish and around the world, so many people speak Spanish in so many countries. And it really opens up a lot of opportunities to talk to more people and connect with others. Absolutely. And what a beautiful role model your mom is for forging out, living in a place out of her comfort zone. You know, there's, there's courage in that, right? And the more we connect with people, I feel like the more we realize we're more alike than different. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you feel has helped you the most on this linguistic and cultural journey? I feel like my extracurricular experiences along with learning Spanish in school, being able to apply it to real life situations and talk to people outside of school really helps solidify the language. Like for example, when I was volunteering at the newcomer program at Post Road, I felt that that's where my skills really improved in Spanish because I was talking to people and having to come up with responses, go from English to Spanish. And it's through interactions like that, that I feel you learn the language the best. I was also a patient transporter at a local hospital. And so I had to speak to a lot of patients in Spanish sometimes. And it's kind of like uh, when you get to get into the real world and have to think on your feet in Spanish, that I feel you most improve. Um, so I feel like, yeah, those are the best uh, scenarios for helping improve learning a language. Yeah. And, you know, and I really appreciate that about you, that you realize that, yes, you can have this skill set, but it's not until you apply it in a real circumstance that you actually grow and get better. And I, I don't know, I, I always think that people are always so grateful when they see someone trying to speak their language. Definitely. But, right? It's just like, they're, they're just so grateful. So you don't have, one doesn't have to be perfect, right? That's part of the journey of refining. And once you learn a second or third language, really, you're learning that language continuously, right? You just, you know, you're always adding to your vocabulary, you're always adding to your experience bank, you know, so it just grows organically when you're out there in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So why is being bilingual important to you? Being bilingual is very important to me because of what I want to be when I grow up. I, I want to be a doctor and work in an underserved community because I feel like that's where you can make the most difference as a doctor. And I feel like speaking Spanish is very important with communicating with patients. And instead of having to, you know, go through someone else, you can directly connect with your patients and talk with more people. It's also a practical skill in general to be able to connect with others and just be able to communicate with more of the world. I feel like learning another language opens opportunities to travel more, to 
not feel like so like out of the loop when you're in another country that speaks Spanish and also to make other people feel more comfortable when they're there they only speak Spanish and they they're not so good at English so I feel like being bilingual is super important for everyone and I think everyone should do it maybe <laughs> absolutely so you know I was gonna ask why is it advantageous for the human race but I feel like you've answered that right because you've answered it for yourself and just like how it's important and connection is so important we underplay that but really it's everything in every field and in every aspect of life right yeah it is yeah so you have so much wisdom for I don't want to say for being a young person but because I think wisdom doesn't really correlate with your age number but you do have wisdom thank <laughs> you so say. much so I just wanted to end our time together with is there anything you want to tell our listeners about your bilingual journey? I feel like the best thing that helped me through my bilingual journey is having a school district like White, like White Plains that had a program that allowed me to start as a kindergartner and really immerse myself in the language, speaking it every other day. And I'm really grateful for that experience. And I feel like if you have the opportunity to open a program or join a program like that, you should be able, you should try to get in it because it really was a deciding educational factor in growing up and has helped me to this day to, to learn more about learning and learn more about Spanish. Yeah, it's so important. And you're right, you know, we have to stay open to opportunities or create the opportunities if we can, right? and um, your parents saw that as an opportunity for you, and then you saw that as an opportunity for yourself in continuing and choosing to be bilingual. So Ella, you know, I, I thank you so much for sharing this time with me, sharing your words, your experience, and I wish you luck as, um, as you're really at the beginning of your college career. Thank and you so much. I look forward to, to all the things that you will do uh, with all of your superpowers, including your bilingualism. <laughs> Thank you so much. Shems L. Bardisi, in his final year at Duke, spoke with Suzanne Lasser about how he began learning Mandarin in the sixth grade. Let's listen in as he talks about the ways his language study has brought him close to one billion people. So Shems, I really want to thank you for taking time out from your studies to speak with our listeners today. And I think it's amazing that you continue to grow your ability to speak another language, a language that is not related to your Egyptian American heritage. And I thought we could start off by asking you why you chose to study a second language and maybe take us back to when that began so many years ago for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Suzanne, for having me. Excited to share uh, my perspective on practicing being bilingual. So just to take you through how I began uh, learning Mandarin. When I was in the sixth grade at my school, we had the option of taking either Spanish, French, Latin, or Mandarin Chinese. And my thought process was this. I, my sister, my older sister took Latin and she definitely was very good at it and excelled at it. But 
I don't believe that she had a growing passion for it. So it wasn't something that I was particularly interested in pursuing. And I had tried French in the fourth and fifth grade. Obviously, it was just beginner level French, but I also didn't feel any specific you know, drive to continue on learning that language, which is okay. And then with Spanish, in my surrounding environment, a lot of people took Spanish, and that was kind of the default language that people would take as a second language in school. So I thought I would try something different. I went with Mandarin Chinese at the time, and just at that young age, I definitely committed a lot of time to it, and I recognized that it was very interesting, and, and I also was fairly good at learning the language, so I continued on. And as I grew older and I matured academically, I realized that the language was one that is the most spoken language in the world. There's over a billion people that speak some form of Mandarin, and it was interesting that it wasn't offered to enough kids at the uh, educational level in America for lack of resources thereof or just lack of accessibility to learn the language. So I was privileged enough to have the opportunity and keep going with it. And I think it's just a really important language that more people all over the world should try to learn. Definitely. And so what do you think, Shams? Like, what do you feel has really helped you the most on your on this personal linguistic and cultural journey as you've studied Mandarin and culture associated with China? Yeah, so as I advanced my studies in learning the Mandarin language and the Chinese culture, I've realized that specifically pertaining to language, what's helped a lot is just as I've advanced the advancement of technology and just the accessibility of learning resources in just language in general. So like an early example of that would be Rosetta Stone as like a technological advancement in uh, learning a new language. But now there's so many things like apps. So I have this app called Pleco that I can type in a word that I don't know or a sentence that will translate my English phrase into Chinese or a term into Chinese in a way that it's a translation that actually includes kind of a cultural knowledge of the language and just background of the, the place where it's not like a loose translation of it. So it's definitely relatable in that sense. And there's just a bunch of other applications and online and the internet just makes it super easy. There's interactive ways to learn the language, which is helpful. And then regarding the culture, there's obviously a lot of resources, books, films that I've been able to use that have benefited me. And then last fall, 2019, I got the privilege of going to Hong Kong to study abroad for a few months, which was an amazing experience. Definitely a lot mm-hmm. of turmoil going on uh, in Hong Kong at the time that I was there. And still, I was also able to immerse myself in Asian Pacific culture. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, international aspects to a city like Hong Kong, but there's also a lot of native you know, Chinese representation there. And I was able to practice the language, like I said, immerse myself in the culture and just explore the, the history and, and the town, which was awesome. Using different modalities in order to truly understand a language and to truly embrace a language, definitely you have to become familiar with the culture. Let's talk a little bit about the experience last year in Hong Kong. Like you said, there was a lot of turmoil going on. And I'm just curious if you feel at this point, you know, that being bilingual is advantageous for the human race. And, and if so, in what ways? Absolutely. So there's so much more than just an individual's uh, sphere of accessibility, what they feel like is relevant to their specific everyday life. And when you pick up a second language and you commit to it and dedicate the, the amount of time that you do in order to become proficient, to become fluent in the language, you end up also committing part of your life to it, your sphere enlarges. So what I mean by that is not only now am I concerned 
and interested in what's going on in my specific sphere and my surrounding life. Now I'm interested in what's going on across the world and also how that relates to my life because there's obviously specifically with China and America, you know, that relationship is always developing and, you know, it's just ever changing. So that's something that now I'm interested in that I think a lot of people don't know. They lack the information on and it's such an important topic in this day and age and it has been for a while obviously but it's so easy to confine yourself to your individual life and and just go through your your day with really no changes and no acknowledgement of just surroundings but like on the grand scheme of things it's so small and by picking up a second language and just learning about that culture you are now just broadening your perspective on just the world which i think is really interesting and beneficial it has definitely broadened uh, your perspective. And I think about how it must play out for you in your mind, right? Um, having been raised here, but also spending so much time in Egypt with family and still having strong connections there because of family that's still there and the way you travel. And then also the addition of Mandarin and Pan-Asian culture to become part of your identity. All right, Shem. So what language are you thinking about learning next? I've, I've thought of this a lot, actually. I envy my sister because of her ability to speak Arabic in a way that I, I cannot. You know, at a young age, my parents just communicated with her a lot in Arabic. So inherently, she was able to pick up the language and, you know, communicate back with them. When we went to Egypt, she was able to have more extensive conversations with our family members out there that speak Arabic as their first language. Yeah. And that's something that I wish I had. But by this point, the fact that my knowledge of the Arabic language is, is not where I wish it was, I think that the language that I would want to pick up right now would be Spanish if I were to pick up a third language. Because like I said, just your outreach, my outreach now that I'm able to speak Mandarin is I, I'm now able to connect with another 1 billion people that I would have therefore not been able to communicate with in that, in that way. And Spanish is right after, you know, Mandarin and the people that are obviously able to speak English all over the world as a universal language. It's that next most commonly spoken language. And what's also really unique about Spanish is that it doesn't just pertain to a specific nation. It's a whole region of people that, that speak some form of Spanish, which I think is really interesting because that the idea of, you know, Latin America, it's now everyone in that is Latinx and their heritage can speak that language in some form and communicate with one another, which is pretty amazing. So Spanish would be another language I would love to pick up once I, you know, declare my fluency in Chinese and I'm ready, to move, ready to move on to another language. Ah, uh, listen, Shams, you're juggling, right? And you'll be ready to add another ball into the rotation and I, I'm sure you'll be able to do it. So what about for our listeners out there who really admire people who are bilingual and haven't committed? What is one closing thought that you can just share with them about why they should go for it? Absolutely. So I think that picking up a second language that is not related to your family's heritage is super beneficial because it gives you a whole new perspective on just communication and relatability to people around the world that you would have not been able to relate to. And, you know, now with technology, we're able to connect very easily with others, but there's still a barrier because of a lack of language, a lack of acknowledgement and understanding of, uh, you know, everyone's culture. So by just, you know, broadening that to a second language for starters, and then maybe a third one later on down the road or a fourth, uh, <laughs> 
it's it definitely you know you're able to communicate and relate to so many other people and so many different lifestyles which is really amazing and just my advice would be that if you do end up committing yourself to another language to try to use it in some way shape or form just further on down the line as you continue on through your life as i'm starting to search for work i definitely want to uh you know incorporate my knowledge of the chinese language and culture in some form of professional work i don't know what that is yet uh i'm still young so i don't think that's too much of a problem but i i definitely want to be able to uh, apply what i've learned to my my studies because i've just dedicated so much time and, and i find it so interesting and because of that i want to continue to impact others and benefit my life with the the chinese language and culture i want to thank you for for joining us wish you a strong semester and uh we look forward to to hearing where your linguistic journey takes you so of course i look forward to sharing thanks so much gen zers have broadened perspectives about the world and how they view their role in it they are the trendsetters, the technology gurus, the visionaries of the present and future. They look for ways to create connections, accessibility, and possibilities. These youngsters exhibit great wisdom and intuitive awareness of what the world needs. They are our future leaders, and we look forward to all the contributions they will make to the world. They speak their beauty in every word they say and in every action they take. Thank you for your interest in the stories we share. By sharing, following, and liking our podcast on anchor.fm, Bilingual in America, and our Instagram blog at bilingualinamerica.podcast, you are speaking your beauty. We welcome your comments and feedback, and we appreciate your support. Follow us, like us, share us.